Welcome to the second of two special best of episodes of Genius Hack. On today's episode, we look at some of our favorite topics that we've had throughout the season. And we're going to kick off things here with the scary prospect that we might be running out of the materials needed to make our smartphones work. So have a listen to this and we will be back now. So... We were talking about the idea of smartphones and the materials in your smartphones possibly running out. You know, probably Um, one of the most terrifying things I've heard this year. Yes, (laughs) and this is a... The thing is, this is a possibility. This is a very strong possibility. It's not just one of those ideas that we're sort of throwing out there and thinking, it could happen, it may or may not ever happen. (laughs) Fear-mongering. It's it's in our future. Oh, oh, it actually is. It looks that way. Um, Basically, a lot of the materials that are used for smartphones are disappearing. Um, laptops and smartphones both They're ha- we're having issues where a lot of the stuff is disappearing um, it's to do with mineral deposits um, a lot of minerals and stuff that are being used are just running out we're running out of them okay. um, and there was a study that was done by international researchers it was led by the University of Delaware um, and they found that we're running out of a lot of these things. Um, it's stuff that's used for making smartphones stuff that's used for making laptops and also stuff that's used in um what you call them, smart cars, not smart cars, um, electric cars. I was about to say, I was like, I hear now, like smart cars aren't even, so like they're, they're finished before they even begun, kind yeah, of thing. they barely exist. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like electric cars, where possibly they, they barely exist and we're possibly losing them already. But Crap. a study by a team of international researchers, as I said, from the University of Del- Delaware, 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 they make food and stuff in Delaware. Yeah. Um, but they have found basically that um, even recycling, <laughs> we'll get back in, even recycling the materials from your phone is not really going to be enough. Um, oh. That's what they've said. Because when it comes to other things, um, a lot of time we say, oh, recycling, we'll just recycle the stuff and use the same stuff again. It'll be fine. We'll, be, we'll make it work. Nope. You know what I want now to be a thing right now? You, like... You know the way you have your your bottles, your reusable bottles mm-hmm. of water, where you fill it up, la, 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 and you have different things in the world at the moment where you can just replace the parts. Yeah. I want a phone like that. I want a phone that I pay a certain amount of money for, and then it's like a car. Like, you know, you just update the parts. So like a modular type of a deal. Yeah, because, <clears throat> like, I mean, part of, I'd say part of the problem is, like, because they're, they're a money racket. Like, I mean, I, I tend to not own a phone for more than two years now. Because yeah. I'm just like, oh, I'm due an upgrade. Or, oh, this is like, you know, it's That's starting to slow thing. down. I'm due an upgrade. Like, why yeah. are you due an upgrade? Yeah. And um, it's so, like, I, I'm not a very techie person. Like, I mean, I wouldn't really be able to tell you the difference, say, between um, the iPhone 8 and the iPhone 9. Or 10. It's not the iPhone. No, oh, did, yeah. they, did they skip they 9? They skipped 9. Because the everyone 10. skips 9. Um, like Windows skipped 9 as well. Yeah, like, I mean, yes, they're prettier and they're faster and stuff like that. But on, a, like, I mean, the camera, that's all I care about, really. Yeah. And how many apps and games I can have. I can fit. And that's yeah. the thing as well, I suppose, with iPhones as opposed to Android, that <sighs> you're limited on storage. Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, going back to this, we're running out of all these things, including copper. We're actually massively really? running out of copper. No um, way. Yeah, which is obviously used in phones. Now, yeah. just to, before I go on to the copper thing, to go back, the reason that they're saying we can't recycle a lot of the, the stuff, because you might think, okay, we're running out of these things, but millions and millions of phones are sold every year mm. and millions and millions of phones are done away with every yeah. year could we not just take that 
uh, stuff and use it again. No. Do they, the, do they depreciate? No. The reason that we can't do that is it would actually be worse overall. There'd be more money involved and more time and uh, manpower and stuff involved in oh. actually stripping the teeny tiny amounts of these things that are used in phones out. Right. So it wouldn't, economically, it wouldn't make any sense. Economically or ecologically wouldn't make any sense. That's so frustrating. Mm. We need a super phone. Everybody should just have a platinum phone. Platinum and glass. <laughs> a platinum phone. Yep, platinum and glass. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I seen a thing there where they were talking about, yeah, um, the copper, the last major copper find that we had in the world mm. was about 15 years ago. What? Yeah, we haven't had a major find when it comes to um, uh, copper in a long time. And copper is used in an awful lot of yeah. things. Everything it's a very from, good conductor, isn't it? It's very, yeah. It is, and everything from technology, just to pipes. Yeah. You have copper pipes all over your house. Oh, sure, we'll just go back to the lead pipes. They were fine. Yeah, they didn't They got anybody. the job done, yeah. yeah. Fine. So maybe if we could find other things, yeah. other uses for those things. Now, the problem is a lot of the mineral, a lot of what people are saying is going to kind of be um, used in the future, be like, you know, green technologies. Like, that's okay. one thing they're looking at. The yeah. problem is a lot of the stuff that's used in, um, in making these, you know, green or... Um, whatever you want to call them we'll say green technologies yeah. are the same things that are used for the likes of laptops and stuff like that okay. so that causes another issue yeah. where you know this stuff's being used for other things and it means we now can't use it for like this for laptops um, so there's issues that they were talking about the materials that um, are imperative to both industries so both green industries and for making laptops are stuff including um, I'm going to get this wrong neodymium <clears throat> ah yes um, terbium and iridium I know iridium oh I've heard uh, that one yeah 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 that one is my favourite yes <laughs> but they, they are being used in both and okay. they're limited supplies so it's like do we focus on having these green technologies or do we focus on having high quality laptops yeah. and tablets and stuff sorry in my head just thinking of green technologies I just had a vision of a biodegradable phone and how hilarious that would be a biodegradable <laughs> phone I recycled my phone yeah. do you recycle your phone <laughs> it's now cardboard like you know the way phones aren't really waterproof yeah. now they're not waterproof on another level it's not that it breaks it it's that it, you just no more just don't put it in the water yeah no, it's very bad like, for you you get into the ocean with your phone you, it's gone that's it. <laughs> it's, it right here's one as well um, talking about you, you, you were talking about modular stuff mm. modular phones they yeah. exist I Do just they? remembered it just dawned on me which is why I cut across it because I realised I would have forgot about it again ah. why am I waving my book around um, <laughs> so exciting <laughs> I'm modular so excited phones. modular phones there was a, a Kickstarter there a while ago for a phone a modular phone I don't know if it got ah, off the ground yeah, yeah. but the whole idea of it was you'd buy a base phone and it would be just very average, you yeah. know, like average camera, average this, average that. And you can actually then like slide off the camera and get a higher quality camera. So if maybe if say for you, you said the main thing that'd be important to you would be the camera. Mm. So if say your main important things are camera, storage and battery life. Right. They're your three main things. Yeah. You don't really mind if the screen isn't like 4K, yeah. 1080p screen will do you. Or maybe even a 720p as long as it's a nice screen. Yeah. Whatever, it'll do you. Uh, you know the, the photographs are higher quality than you're seeing on your screen. All you really need your screen for is to make sure the thing you're taking the picture of is in front of you, yeah. essentially. <laughs> um, so you could basically prioritise, right, I'm going to put more money into getting a better screen or a better camera, a better mm -hmm. battery for it and a better, um, what was the other thing I said? Um, whatever <laughs> battery life camera and stuff along those lines yeah. so you pick your certain thing and that's what you want to focus on that's cool it's like a pick and mix yeah essentially <laughs> it's like a phone pick and mix yeah I never want pick and mix yeah um, 
But yeah, I think that's a fantastic idea. And I don't think it got off the ground because I think they worked out it would actually be a little bit too expensive to actually do it. I was just thinking, like, I feel like it would be quite expensive to mm. do it. Like, as like you know, in a perfect world, that would be the ideal. Kind of like you just yeah. go onto one singular, like, universal website and you could, like, even pick from brands. Like, say, oh, yeah. I want, like, um, Apple iOS, but I want, like, a Samsung camera or something mm-hmm. like that. Absolutely. Yeah. Um... But yeah, that's kind of disappointing that I never got off the ground. Yeah. Um, <sighs> but going back to the, um, you know, the, the problems with not having enough stuff for phones. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one specific thing, and I watched this thing, it was the BBC documentary on this kind of thing, and mm-hmm. they were talking about one really important element that's used in phones. It's a metal called indium. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the reason it's so important, basically it's a metal that it can also be in a liquid form, which isn't overly important to this. Yeah. But when you mix it with tin and oxygen, you get um, indium tin oxide, which is a transparent electro- electrical conductor. Okay. Now, that's the important part. It's a transparent electrical conductor. Okay. Um, where would you reckon that would be used? A transparent electrical conductor on a phone? Your screen. Ah. So it's what's used for the screen. So basically, um, under your, you've got the glass on your phone, and yeah. under that is this electrical conductor, because the glass doesn't stop your electrical impulses from your finger getting to the screen. Is this like a plasma globe? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I say no, I actually don't know. <laughs> but um, yeah, so you, like like normal, it's what, in your phone, it's in your hand, it's not yeah. in your hand anymore. In your phone that was in your hand, that's what's under your screen. They're already being used, it's being used for all touch screens, that's how touch screens work. They have this. I kind of never questioned it. Yeah, what, you just assumed it was magic glass? No. Well, it kind of is magic glass, because it, it is clear. Yeah. And it's, you know, used for all these touchscreens. I still don't understand touchscreen. Like, I mean, I had my first encounter with the touchscreen with a Nintendo DS. Like, back That was in different because that was, you have two different types of touchscreens. Yeah. You've got your, capaci- your capacitive touchscreens and resistive touchscreens. Resistive ones are like the, the pressure, DS. and Yeah, it's pressure. Yeah. And old smartphones, like some of the yeah. early smartphones. I, I still have an old smartphone in the house that had like a plastic screen <laughs> and you compress it. That's how it worked, like a DS screen. Yeah. But they're really inaccurate. And you, yeah. And a lot of them, you can't multi-touch, so you can't zoom. Oh, yeah. You can't pinch zoom because you can't multi-touch. I, too, so I just, as a side note, way too many times have I been looking at a magazine or like a picture on a wall or somewhere and I have done that like either pinching or, you know, that same thing. <laughs> and I will just silently like, you know, just shame myself. I'm like, good job, world. It's like when you touch a screen that isn't the touch screen. Yep. Oh, I've done that so many times. Oh. Like, you just, without thinking, you just kind of... Yeah. This isn't working. <laughs> yeah, I've touch screens it's that aren't touch screens before. <laughs> Somebody broke this touch screen calculator <laughs> that was never touch screen. Um, but yes, but the way they work, the way the capacitive ones work is your finger basically is uh, completing the... the Circuit. The circuit, thank you. Yeah. With the membrane that's underneath the plastic. <clears throat> so when you press down... Yeah. It's touching the plastic off the other part of the membrane and that knows where you touched. I see. It's slightly different, but basically the same with this um, indium yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of thing because essentially that's now the um, the conductor which is underneath the glass. Mm. And when you touch on the glass, it basically, same thing, it kind of your finger completes the circuit and yeah. it tells, tells it where your finger was. Very good. Um, so this, as I said, is used to make touchscreens. Uh, it's obviously critical to our modern society. We need this. Yes. Because touchscreens are used for everything. Um, yeah. the, the mobile phone app industry by itself is worth more than the Hollywood box office. What? Yeah. It's worth a lot of money. What? It's worth a lot of money. We should go make apps. We should, we yeah, should why make are we, apps. Why are we doing this? Let's go make apps. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go learn how to make apps. Yeah. Now, 
there's a problem. Oh, no. There's always a problem. problem. Because we're talking about sustainability a little bit here. Oh, of course. Um, There is... Now, there's only a tiny amount in in your phone. So the phone you have listening now in your hand or that's sitting there or that you have there, there's only approximately 0.02 grams of this stuff in your phone. Teeny, tiny, teeny, teeny, tiny amount. Which, going back to what I said earlier about it not being worth harvesting these small amounts from your phone, Uh. that's the kind of small amounts of stuff we're looking at here in terms of what's being used in phones. So... That's all that's in the phone, which sounds like, oh, that's grand. That should yeah. be sustainable for ever and ever and ever and ever and ever. It's not, is it? Spoilers. No, because we buy roughly a billion smartphones a year. A billion? <laughs> oh, I suppose it makes sense. There's more smartphones like... than there is people. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's... Oh, and I'm, here's it. here's me worrying about the the wind turbines. Yeah. No. 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 Scary, we should be worried sm- about the... <laughs> <laughs> we should be worried about these smones. <laughs> oh, yeah, we should be. We're, we're a bit screwed when it comes to this. So basically, we buy a billion phones, a billion smartphones, we peoples. Um, and the pro- like, again, okay, that's a lot of smartphones. You also have to take into account tablets. You also have to look at laptops that use and like some, touchscreens. Some smartphones are basically a tablet now and vice versa. Yeah, and like, I thing, mean, the bigger the phone, the more the stuff you need to use, obviously. And that, like, I don't like... I don't like the really big smartphones. Like I, like I have, I have an iPhone eight, mm. and I had a six before it, yeah. and wouldn't like you know it was starting to. I it had it had a rough life. It was on its way out. <laughs> I am a clumsy, clumsy gal, and um, I needed a new one, and I was due an upgrade, and um, I was really hesitant. I was just like, oh look, I don't want a monster. Like I have small hands. Like, mm. um, and then I found out that the eight was only marginally like something like a millimeter bigger than the six <laughs> like it like you could fit a six case on on the eight and i was like oh okay but like it was that was a big kind of deal breaker for me yeah. i was just like i don't like i mean my hand just about like my thumb can get across to the other side of the screen i like a decent sized screen but mainly because i watch a lot of youtube and stuff on my phone yeah like i would watch youtube and netflix um and i understand like that's where the appeal of a bigger screen comes from but i'm also just like it's, it's first and foremost mm. a phone like i'm just like my hands are small i have to do that thing where you shrink the keyboard ah yeah <laughs> I've done that. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so yeah, so smartphones, tablets, yeah. fridges now. I've seen fridges with touchscreens on them. I've yeah, seen cookers. They, they reorder food. Yeah. They contact the supermarket we'll or do, something we, like that. We should do an episode on things like that, like appliances and stuff in your house yeah. that you don't, they, you know, they do oh their own God. things. Smart appliances. Yes. But again, laptops. There's some TVs now that are touchscreen. There's yeah. loads of stuff now that's touchscreen. So basically... We we use about 700 tonnes of this stuff every year, this indium stuff. Oh. 700 tonnes of it is used every year. Um, that's probably increasing. This study was done a couple of years ago, but that's probably increasing. Um, to make it worse, in a geological study done in 2008 mm-hmm. estimated that there is um, there's roughly 16,000 tonnes available. So there's 16,000 tonnes available. We're using 700 tonnes of it each year. They're saying basically, if this estimate is correct, by the end of this decade, we'll be starting to run out. As in the 2020 decade? I assume it's 2020. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah, because otherwise we're, time off. we're at the end of the decade now. Yeah. I'm going to assume it's by 2020. Yeah. Um, the, do- the documentary actually just said by the end of the decade, so I'm assuming they're not talking yeah. this decade since this decade's basically over. <laughs> Surprise! So yeah, it's it's That's a scary, scary. Um, scary idea. Um, I don't know how I feel about that. Mm. 
who knows, maybe maybe by the end of 2020s, 2020s, <laughs> I was going to say 2020. 2020s. Um, I'll be a hermit and I'll be like, oh, I don't need technology anymore. I don't need no smartphone. Yeah, it's um, not because I don't have a choice. It's I need a smartphone. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. I think I think we have let ourselves become really, really Very reliant dependent. on smartphones. Yeah. And that's bad. Yeah. And but like, as I said, like, God love my poor anxiety. Mm. Like, I need I need to know that like my family is safe, like at any moment of any well, see, time mobile of the day. phones will still exist. I know, but like, I mean, the technology I, to make a mobile phone isn't going anywhere. I also it's, hate I hate phone calls, so I just like text. dropping a text. Yeah, oh, that's You'll true. Yeah, I can do still do that. We'll that's basically okay. be gone. Yeah, yeah. We'll be able to text in our pockets again. Wait, can we have proper flip phones again? Hopefully. Oh my god. Although That's they're coming up with touchscreen flip phones, which I've seen, which is kind of cool. Still, but like, I mean, you you wouldn't be able to do the sassy like, fl- like, like flipping it closed, yeah, or opening it. Yeah, I always like. Yeah, because like the ones that I've seen, it's where the the whole thing. Punching her microphone <laughs> yeah. there. You're that the, angry about yeah. the fact we have no smartphones, and she's now punching her microphone. Um, like the ones that I've seen, they're they're all touchscreen, so yeah. like they're like, like yeah, they're like a clamshell touchscreen. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. And I don't want that because, I mean, you can't do this sassy, sassy snap and it closed. I'm like, oh, whoops, I just destroyed the screen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I mean, to be fair, you kind well, depending on, depending on the sass level, um, you could crack your screen doing that with the normal ones too. Um, but the the risk is far greater and the cost will be far greater yeah. as well to fix it because it's expensive enough. I do it with my phone because I have one of like the folio cases on it. Yeah. So I can't actually slap it shut. Oh. So I do that sometimes. I still slap my phone shut. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Mm. I, do, oh, I miss flip phones. They were so great. Yeah, they were my favourite. And I had um, I had one of those slidey ones. You know, the ones that had the screen and the keyboard yes. underneath? Like, they were they were a close second. They were pretty slick. Mm. I loved that. Yeah, they were pretty badass. Yeah. And I, <laughs> and I mean, it's like, oh, it's a hidden keyboard. <laughs> There's a keyboard here somewhere. <laughs> back when phones needed them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just think it's fascinating. It's mm. it's fascinating that we're running, we're getting to the point now where our consumerism has kind of become so bad that we're like, we're... The thing that we've become super reliant on, we're yeah. destroying. Now, the thing here is, it is a sustainability thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the uh, the articles I was reading, they talked about how there's work being done on sustainability in so many areas when it comes to, um, you know, farming and when it comes to loads of different things. Mm. There's not as much work being done when it comes to sustainability, when it comes to minerals. Okay. Um, And that is where the problem is arising. And I suppose, like, you kind of forget, like, you always hear about, like, oh, we're we're running low on gold and all Mm. this and silver and, like, you know, the real desirable metals. But I mean, like, you kind of forget that copper is still... Like you find it, not find it the same way, but it's but it's, it's mine. It's yeah. A, yeah, it's a natural resource. It's yeah, mad. it's 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 crazy, and I mean, we have to wait and see. Yeah, you know, we just don't know where we're gonna be in ten years' time. Mm. You know, I I have to believe maybe that, we'll be on Mars. Who knows? Well, maybe. <laughs> I have to believe that there's going to be an alternative. Yeah. Right now, they're sort sort of saying, look, copper is one thing. They're saying, look, we ha- we have no viable alternative. Mm. Um, and um, this indium stuff, there's probably no viable alternative right now. Mm. But um, I have to believe they'll come up with something because they, they have to. See, I feel like it could either go that way where they, they do find something or we got we kind of go, we just go dark. Like, you know, this whole period, like the last, say, 20 years 
becomes like a, a cautionary tale for generations I can say like two or three decades and it's just like they mind and they mind and they just say they burn through all their resources mm. until and they're burning through them faster than they could find a replacement and so like I mean we'll have we'll have a different technology to replace it but it would take a while like to replace sorry not to replace it um, exactly but to have mm. like you know another super An futuristic thing yeah, yeah. but it, nothing will be the exact same for a long time and that we're going to have like you know about 10 years of darkness as we go back to say like standard phones and mm. stuff like that it's in, it's interesting I, I reckon that could possibly be what happens and there's something sort of nearly nice about that idea mm-hmm. of like you know well there you go look what happened last time we had yeah. all of this technology <laughs> it's like when economies sort of go down it's like oh yeah. well look what happened last time we were yeah. wealthy although we don't always learn from those no. things <laughs> nobody does we try <laughs> this year this time it'll be different Huh. It wasn't. No, Who it wasn't, wasn't different at all. Who saw that coming? Strange. <laughs> um, but there you go. Um, hopefully, this is going to be kind of resolved a little bit. And it's yeah. not going to be as bad and big an issue, but you never know. Yeah, a little bit scary there. But uh, talking about slightly scary topics, another one that we looked at this year, which was both fascinating and a little bit creepy, is the idea of deep fakes and what they could possibly be used for. Um, some kind of, I suppose, nefarious uses out there. But uh, see what you guys think. I think it's a little bit creepy. Yeah, because I was going to say, I think we should probably start by just explaining to people what a deepfake is. Yeah. Like actually yeah. just outlining to people what these are, because I'd say a lot of people have never seen them. Do you think? Yeah, because I, I only recently enough kind of came across a lot of this stuff. Oh, see, I've been hearing about them for a few years. Oh, no, I'm probably, yeah. I'm probably not even a year into knowing what these things are. Okay. Um, Basically, should, yeah. it's, it's kind of like the whole face swap thing, where, but it's, it's that times 10, 100. Mm. It it's directly basically like putting your face on, on somebody, somebody else. else's body. Yes. And there are very, very, very little, if any, signs to say that it's not you. Mm. It's very difficult to tell. Like, yeah. There are some, I've seen some where you look at them and there's glitches and stuff mm. like that. But there's some, like for some reason, it became a really big thing to put Nicolas Cage's face on people. Yeah. Like, why is no, Nicolas Cage. <laughs> it's really random. And like, it, you're right, it's a really big thing. No hate for Nicolas Cage. Yeah, but, no, yeah, just yeah. interesting choice. Um, <laughs> wouldn't be my first choice. No. Um, but that's it. And it kind of comes down to the safety of your own identity. Mm-hmm. And because, I mean, so often, say, in terms of evidence in like a courtroom or something, uh, or CCTV, like, it's like, well, look, there you were. We have, the, we have yeah. the footage of you here. We're not that far off these kind of things being manipulated and there was examples of like what if you caught like your your husband cheating on you and rather than like letting him know that you that he cheated you create a video with somebody else and like have him do something really bad and just use deep fakes frame a person yeah and they're like well there's cctv footage to say Mm -hmm. Now, you might be listening to this and thinking, like, oh, they couldn't be that realistic. Huh? I'd, I'd absolutely implore you to go look some stuff up. Mm. Now, what I will say is be careful when you look them up because there's a lot of not safe for work stuff. Let's yeah, say that. yeah. Um, so be careful when you're looking them up. Yeah. Um, maybe look them up with safe search on. Yeah. <laughs> um, but absolutely go on. Go Actually, go on YouTube. You'll, you yeah. won't get anything unsafe on YouTube, I yeah. suppose, for the most part. Um, go on YouTube and check. Just look up deep fakes. <laughs> look up Nicolas Cage deep fakes because there's so many of them. Yeah. But you'll you'll see how insanely real these things look. It's very creepy. And like there's even there was examples given with Obama. I've seen some of them. Yeah. 
they're terrifying because they used it as an example as to because it seems very light-hearted like it's just like ah ha, ha, as a joke because like it, for the normal person it would just be kind of like ah ha, ha, yeah. look we made this video but when you get people when that kind of technology falls into the wrong hands they showed an example of obama and he was given a speech and then he's like just saying lots of Obama type things. Obama things, as, yeah. as Obama is known yeah. to do. Yeah, <laughs> um, but like he's gener- he generally seems nice, so it's just like nice, pleasant, like save the planet kind of stuff. But then it changes, and like he says, like oh, um, we've started nuclear testing or something like mm. that, and it's like a it's a threat to Korea. Yeah. And you're like, wait, what? What, what is this? Like, yeah, like if that got into the wrong hands, that yeah. could be seen as a real exactly, thing. and then it could be. Just this domino effect of horrible things and the end of the world. <laughs> yeah, it's, it is. It's crazy. And mm. you were talking as well about um, kind of software that synthesizes voices. And yeah. they're in an early stage. But I've seen, what one thing I have seen, I've seen this guy and he was kind of showing how extreme deep fakes are. I'll try to find the video and link it um, somewhere. I'll put it on our, our website. Yeah. Um, if you're listening to the podcast version of this later on, it might be in the description if I found it. Um, I'll try to find the video I was looking at. But he was trying to explain how... Um, how good these things can get mm. and how um, you know if you have a lot of information on people because what you need I suppose just to quickly break it down what you need is you need a load of pictures of the person's face mm-hmm. um, you need, you need uh, the look, move, like their movements movement, and how their so face moves and that's how glitches happen yeah, yeah. It has to be a variety of pictures of people's faces. Yeah. So them laughing, smiling, crying if possible, mm. making a load of different facial expressions. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, literally go with someone like Obama or Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Just do a Google image search. Yeah. Barack Obama. You've now got a, a bank of thousands yeah. of pictures of this person. So yeah. that's that's grand. You have that already. But the likes of someone like Obama or an actor or a, another politician or anything like that, you've also got hours and hours of their dialogue. Yeah. And there's software now that can basically take your actual voice, take if, if you've got enough samples of your voice mm. and can essentially synthesize realistic speech. Yeah. Um, now, it's it's still in early phases, but if there's enough samples of your voice and there's enough samples of you saying enough things, it can be very, very convincing what they can come up with. Yeah. So this combination of make it, putting your face on somebody else's body and being able to decide what you want that face to say is all just it's mad it's so creepy and like as as we said before like there is there's a lot of not suitable for work content involving deep fakes and some people see it as it's like oh well like it's not them like where's the harm you're still using their identity yeah and then depending on who the person is it could be career destroying it's still kind and of an invasion of privacy it, in yeah a sense, you know? Cause, and that's where the whole like like there has to be legal action and like involving consent because and like even copyright because it's there it's their, it's their face. image they it's, own their likeness yeah. yeah well a lot of them got banned and um, mm. there was a particular there was some websites that had a lot of those sort of as we said not safe for work stuff mm. um the, a lot of websites that were putting them out yeah. and there was like a blanket takedown at one point really um, yeah because it was deemed as you know illegal they were yeah. you know they were putting out this stuff they were again Ill- because these, a lot of these people are celebrities illegally using their likeness because yeah. they own their own likeness yeah um, but it's just it's when you stop and think because you're looking at you know really high definition video like mm. so you're watching a movie yeah. and you see some of these clips that are done and are taken from from movies uh, so if if they can look realistic editing something that's taken from a high quality thing like a movie yeah. something that's like taken from a, a relatively low quality image like a CCTV yeah. footage yeah. or something like that if somebody wanted to like in theory now I know we're kind of 
just we're talking out. about conspiracies. Well, yeah, we're talking about the absolute worst case scenario here. Yeah. But it would be possible for if I decided I need Orla out of the picture and I knew how to do this kind yeah. of thing and I somehow had footage of somebody killing somebody and yeah. I wanted to put your face on that person yeah. and they were, you know, a relatively similar body type and stuff like that, it would be very difficult for you to prove that wasn't you unless you had a rock solid alibi. Exactly. Well, I'd be dead. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's, this is that's... you killing somebody else. Oh, I thought you were going to kill me. No, no. Oh, oh no, no. Just, I was just... like, that's my alibi. <laughs> no, I just want to get you locked up. I don't, oh. I don't kill you. Just get oh, you locked well, up. <laughs> But that is basically it. Like it's, and again, like this seems to come up a lot on this show. But it's again where legislation is trying to catch up with technology because yeah. it's it's so hard. Cause oh, it is. Like technology is leaps and bounds ahead of legislation, and like just as you find, you get a law to I can't even think of even uh, GDPR. Mm-hmm. Like that only came out last year, and our private data has been all over the internet for. Years, yeah. years and years and years. Donkeys. And now there's already something to negate GDPR. Like there's different ways around it. Mm. And like it's it's slow. And obviously like it's it's not easy to no. kind of get this kind of, what's this? What's the word for paperwork? Uh, like um, red tape type stuff now. Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm trying, I know yeah, what you're yeah, to Like red tape. Um, and it is a slow process, but technology doesn't wait. And people yeah. who want to manipulate it and take advantage of things like that, aren't going to wait either because it's no. like, okay, we have a window here. Yeah. And it's so creepy. That's the thing. And you're right as well in that it it is, somehow we need to find a way to keep up because we're, we're moving into a world where we're getting more and more technological, mm. more and more stuff is becoming available and possible literally every day. Yeah. You know, there's stuff, there is, there is literally probably stuff that is possible now that wasn't possible last week. Yeah. You know, like stuff is evolving and changing so fast and growing yeah. so fast that, um, yeah, I think with stuff like this and just other things in general, we need a, a situation where laws can catch up yeah. faster. And I don't know how that can happen because technology is so fast. Exactly. Like there needs to be something to kind of be, what's it, um, martial law? Is that like the emergency thing? That no, that's military law. No, no, no. The, but um, you know what Trump was planning on doing if the government, um, if, he, if he had to stop the government shutdown, mm-hmm. he's going to enter martial law. Okay. Or something. It's it's something law. It's basically an emergency thing. Um, and it was here a lot during our past mm. oppressions. Um, but it's it's like a it's an emergency. We need something to kind of be in place to cover everything, cover all our bases before, like while legislation is trying to catch up with technology. Yeah, it, and it's it's so difficult to kind of. To kind of work it out. Mm. Like, obviously, I don't want to, don't really want to get massively into the political side of it and stuff like that because yeah. it's not what this show's about. No. Um, if anything, we want to kind of give you a, an hour where you can not think about that kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but because we are talking about the, the topic here of deep fakes and stuff and what they can kind of be used for, yeah. it is important to, it's it's all coming down, it's cyber security, mm. it's personal, personal security as well. And it, hopefully it stops and maybe makes people think about putting the amount of images of themselves online that we do. Yeah. Because if, like to be totally honest, if there are no images of you online, if you're sitting there listening to this show and you don't have a Facebook, you don't have Twitter, you don't have Instagram, and there are, you know, next to no images on you online of you online, it is harder for people to do this, for an average person to do this to you. Yeah. But did you watch You on Netflix? Mm, oh, yes, I did. Yeah. yeah. I've seen some of it. He wasn't on, like... 
there's there's between you and there's like a joke like ad or um, and it's about like you know online dating it's like he doesn't he's not online he, mm. he doesn't want to be online and all this like, he doesn't want to be found and it becomes very sinister very fast yeah so it's like why is it what has he got to hide like if you don't have a picture of you online what are you hiding why oh What's no this? and I, I agree with that but all I'm saying is if you don't have stuff like that online you are mm. less open to this stuff like yeah. I, I make a point now when I was younger I put more pictures up online yeah uh, I make a point now to not put a lot of stuff up online oh. as much as possible. Um, just because I don't want to be sharing all my personal stuff online. And yeah. I think that is an, it's becoming more and more important to not just share all this personal stuff yeah. online without thinking about it. Yeah. And knowing that once those images are out there, they're out there. There's yeah. nothing that can be done about it. And it is just, it is fact. If there are, if you've got me and you and I'm somebody who has no pictures online, I don't have a Facebook, I don't have an Instagram, I don't mm. have a Twitter, and you have all of those things and you put a lot of selfies up, yeah. it's way easier yeah. for somebody. Because you literally, I was reading the thing on this earlier, you literally need hundreds of images of a person to make yeah. a deep fake thing work. Okay. You need a lot of pictures. Yeah, and so, I suppose that's why it's more people who are high profile. Yeah, so just like, because you could make the argument, okay, I don't have a Facebook profile, but I turn up in the background of people's pictures and all this yeah. stuff. There's probably not enough pictures of and you for that. Like, it would be lower quality and yeah, everything exactly. like that. Whereas if you're taking a load of stuff constantly on your, you know, really high quality phone camera and stuff like that, it is easier for someone to do it to, in, in this analogy, mm. it would be easier for somebody to do it to you than to do it to me because I don't have pictures up online. Yeah. So it is a case of maybe just think a little bit about it, the amount of stuff you're putting out there. That rolls into censorship then. Because, mm-hmm. like, you're censoring yourself, like, in, in the, like on the off chance that you will be targeted kind of thing. And obviously, like, I mean, you're 100% right. Mm. And But then it's like a whole other discussion. It's like, well, why should I censor myself? And it's all this, like, it comes into freedom of speech kind of territories. It's like, look, it's it's my identity. And then it's only your identity until somebody takes it. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Um, and it's, it's so, because, like, you want, like, I don't, I'm... I'm kind of in the middle. Like, I don't share everything online. Like, I'll go I'll, I'll go online every day, but yeah. I rarely, like, post anymore. Mm. Um, but as I said, like like you said, when I was younger, like, so much, so oh, much, so it, much rubbish. It's so embarrassing. Oh, so, God, it's <laughs> awful. <laughs> I've had my Twitter for about 10 years, 10, 11 years now, and I never want to search back. Do you know when you get those Facebook, like, oh, remember you posted this seven years ago? Yeah. Every time it's like, I want to burn my phone. Yeah, and if it was that bad on <laughs> Facebook, where I posted, like, once and once a month or something, Twitter is just, I never want to look. Mm. Um, but it is that, like, you want... It, 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 it's that kind of thing you want you want to be able to share things because it's it's natural to want to share yeah. different things and not, not in a braggy way just like oh like this is something that happened cool I want to share it but then you're going to have this like the sinister negative energy kind of thing around mm. it and it sucks because it's like you can't do anything without feeling unsafe nowadays because yeah. and especially somebody like me who I'm not a techie pe- person at all so you know the whole thing of like, oh, your camera's watching you, and your yeah. your camera, your phone is listening to you all the time. I I like, I'm just like, yeah, sure, okay then. <laughs> like, I've I've leaned into it, and because like, there's things, way too many times where I've been talking about something, and then and it's come up in like a Google search or I, an ad. <laughs> no, an ad. Literally ten minutes. The weirdest one was I was drinking this caffeinated can of coffee wasn't well, nice ca- and coffee is caffeinated sorry not caffeinated carbonated <laughs> Car- I, I haven't had caffeine today carbonated can of coffee and um, I'd never seen it before never heard of it before I wasn't even the one that's seen it my dad picked it up for me and I was in the car and I 
texted my my dad told me the name of it and I texted my friend I was just like oh I got this it tastes really weird and then I went onto Instagram about two three minutes later there was an ad for this coffee that I had never seen before in my life and I was I sent her a screen cap of it I was just like Ash look at this and I had the timestamp and everything she was just like what the hell that is so creepy I was just like <laughs> yep like it was it was just really creepy and yeah. it was one of those reminders that like yeah we are listening mm. <laughs> it's like did you ever see those things um there, there's a guy i've seen who does he did he did a series of videos on this where he went on and basically he talked for a few minutes about something that he he wouldn't normally speak about like products he wouldn't buy mm. and then after talking about it for a few minutes went online yeah. to see if the number of ads for that had that kind had of thing increased? had increased and it had oh god <laughs> it was a bit crazy um, and as he said, he said, look, it could be coincidental. Mm. It could absolutely be coincidental. But, but you wouldn't know. No. When um, you have like this whole theory of it constantly listening, you're going to go for that one rather than it being a coincidence. But, you know, maybe it is. And, you know, um, the whole thing of putting out into the world what you what you receive. Mm. So because it's on your mind more, you're going to notice it more. Yeah. Whereas this could have been like, maybe I did see an ad for this. Like maybe I I'd seen it twice and I just kind of scrolled past it because, but then I had that point of reference and I I was going to recognize it. I saw it and I was just like, oh my god, what the hell! Mm. But maybe I had seen it before and I just yeah. I didn't commit it to memory because you're again, you're yeah. looking for it. It's yeah, you're you're looking for it now. Mm. It's like the whole confirmation bias type of a thing where like you're looking for the you're looking for a certain answer from the results that you're going through or from the test that you've done or from whatever. So you you find that answer. What's the confirmation bias? Bias. Oh, so, I just said confirmation boys kind of thing. I was just like, is it when boys make the confirmation? You see one, you see loads. Yeah, that's what <laughs> it is. Yeah. So it's all these people making their confirmation. You just ah. see them all. Yeah. Um, and actually, I'd heard a theory and it was like the, the GTA theory or something like that. So I, Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, like I, I've never played it. But apparently there's this whole thing and it's... Um, uh, it's the GTA effect or something and it's where there's like this car that you really really want and they're super rare and I don't know how you get the cars but like you get it and it's like oh cool and then when you're driving around in it that is all you see yeah and that's it's it. not rare anymore yeah yeah and that's the whole thing like are you are you seeing this because you're more familiar with it now and it's part of your your memory and you're going to you're going to perk up more because you're like oh I recognise that yeah or because like you're not going to notice things that you don't know kind of thing that happens in, in, in the real background. life too yeah. though like where if you buy a new car like or I've had that before where like you yeah. know a friend or a family member get a new car and it's mm. like oh I've never seen that yeah. one before and then all of a sudden everybody seems to have that car every second yep. car that goes by is that car that happened when my mum got a green a mint green Punto and you were seeing mint green puntos everywhere? Everywhere. I even asked, did they come at cornflakes? Because everybody had them so much. I was young. <laughs> I was young. But um, yeah. I was yeah, like, they do. They do. They come <laughs> with cornflakes. So it's much. great. But now I get so excited when I see somebody with a mint green punto. I'm like, yay, cornflakes. <laughs> that was a great car. I loved that car very much. But <laughs> bring it <laughs> back. To, bring it back. <laughs> yeah. Deep fakes of it. Um, I do think it's something that um, it's going to be it's going to be crazy. And the mm. the thing is right now, like we're in a very early stage of it. Mm. Um, we're in a situation where if you really look, even the really good ones, if you yeah. really, really look, you can kind of tell something's off. Yeah. But if we're already if you, at the stage where things are 
only kind of off if you really look. Yeah. And if you know. And if you want to believe it. Like, if you see something and it's, say, a celebrity that you like, or a celebrity that you dislike, and they're doing something incriminating, you're not going to say, like, oh, is that fake? That seems out of character. You're going to be like, oh, my God, they're awful. How could they do that? Or you're what's gonna... even scarier is if, if it's something that's not that out of character, mm-hmm. but still is wrong. Yeah. Or still is untrue. You're not going to question that as much. No, exactly. And it's just like, yeah, it's all coming. Mm. Kind of thing. When they when they could be bad, but not that bad. But keep an eye on it. Like yeah. keep, keep an eye on it. Look at it. Find, like go and have a look at some of the stuff if you've never looked before. Yeah. Um, it's fascinating. Yeah. Um, there's a load of videos out there talking about how it works. Yeah. Um, because there's there's so much more detail in it than we can go into here. It's mm. it's back to the whole machine learning thing. Like you have to yeah. actually teach the algorithm yeah. how to do it. So the first time it does it, it's gonna look crap, <laughs> and you give it feed it more information, and you kind of correct it and teach it how to do stuff. But there's already like desktop ap- applications you can get which uh, with no knowledge of coding or anything like that, you can do it yourself. Yeah. Um, so it's... Even, even, you know, those apps where you take a picture of yourself and it makes you a cartoon. Mm. Like, it's that's at its basic level. It's registering yeah. different details about your face, like colours, like, do you have glasses? Do you not have glasses? Have you got freckles? Do you not have freckles? And even though it's a cartoon, it's still projecting these mm-hmm. things onto this tiny little cartoon. It's like, oh, ha, ha, it's a cartoon. It's you. It has taken your yeah. data. <laughs> That's now you. Actually, just one thing before we finish that up. It's it's really funny, as you said, that the voice the, the voice thing it hasn't caught up yet. Mm-hmm. So you just have like a really convincing visual. <laughs> but And you hear like whoever's making the deep fake when they talk just to show you like it's not, say, Obama or mm-hmm. whatever it is. And like you get Obama talking in like a, a London accent or yeah. something that it's great. Or one today <laughs> that I've seen, which was... A woman, completely mm-hmm. a woman, she was accepting an award at like the Golden Globes or one of them or something to do, it was some big award thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you can tell I'm not a film person. One of these actor people yeah. accepting one of these shiny trophy things at an, at an award <laughs> yoke. Um, but she was accepting the award and again, Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Her face was, no it wasn't, it was Steve what? Buscemi. You're right. Um, yeah. Mandela effect. I thought it but was. I thought it was Nick Cage as well. Nick Cage as well. Yeah. But yeah, it was his face on it, yeah. and it was scary accurate. It was, was so perfect. bang on, and it was a woman's voice. It yeah. was a woman's body. It was a woman, but it was Steve Buscemi's yeah. face, and it was creepy. <laughs> it was great. But it's so good. Like it, yeah. it, that one gives you an example of putting a man's face on another man's face you can kind of say okay there's going to be some structural similarities yeah. there okay but when you can take a man's face put it on a woman's face and it doesn't look out of place other yeah. than the fact you know that that's not her face yeah but if you didn't know it wouldn't look that out of, out of place she just looks a bit odd exactly <laughs> especially if they weren't famous if it was just two if they just took two strangers if some guy who's like who's able to do this got two of his best mates mm. and put this like you were like oh is, is that like... You just reckon she has relatively masculine features or something. Yeah, mm. yeah. And again, the whole thing, because you don't know it's wrong, you're going to assume it's right. It's like, well, this is what they're telling me. So, yeah. it's all. Can it's you all. trust your own brain? No, you absolutely can't. And lastly, on our retrospective of Genius Hack Season 1, we look at one of what I think was our more interesting topics uh, from the early days, from like the very start of the show almost. I think it was only two episodes in. This was Lab Grown Meat. Uh, me and Orla definitely didn't completely agree on this whole thing, and I think it's what made the conversation a little bit interesting. So have a listen to this and see what you think. Now, we had a little bit of a discussion earlier off the air yeah. where you were saying maybe you wouldn't be into this, but for mm. some people who maybe, you know, it's not a health reason that they're they're yeah. vegetarian or vegan. It's literally just uh, in their mind they don't want to eat something that comes from a dead animal. Yeah. 
for them, it, say you get someone who really likes steak, really likes meat, chicken, and stuff like and that. And the flavour. And the flavour and the texture. They like the whole experience of eating meat. Because food is an experience at the end of the day. It's not just about the flavour. It's not just about that. It's an experience. Food, yeah. if, you're, if you're a big, we're both big food people. Yeah. Food is an experience. Um, keeps you alive. Yeah, and that's, it's great for that too. Yeah, yeah, I've heard it does that. Yeah, yeah it has some bonuses, I think. Now, it could be a myth. I'm not too sure. So Maybe we'll do an episode on that. Does food actually keep you alive? <laughs> we, we just won't eat for a week and then yeah. we'll see what happens. Uh, if, if there's there no was, episode yeah, the next week, then you know, know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, like th- what they've done is they're using cells essentially from actual animals. So they're using actual, say, cow cells <clears> or <throat> chicken cells or whatever. <clears throat> and they are using that to create meat. <clears throat> Now, the, one of the big companies that are doing it, um, I cannot think of the name of them off the top of my head. Again, it'll be in that video. Um, but what they're doing is, their way of doing it, they're, they're focused very much on, again, the experience, mm. the bite, the taste, the texture, the whole yeah. thing. Um, so for them, what they've started on, because they're, they find it very hard in terms of forming the structure of actual meat. So they were saying, like, trying to make, like, a steak would be extremely difficult. Yeah. Try to make something that looks like a chicken breast would be extremely difficult. Yeah. And they were saying, look, they don't want it to look like something that was just stuck in a mold, pressed. And yeah. Because okay, it's going to look fake. Yeah. So they want this to look like real chicken fillets and yeah. real minced meat and stuff. Yeah. They can get that to that point, minced meat. Yeah. Um, so it's great for burgers. It's great for ah. spaghetti bolognese and stuff like that. So that's where they are with it right now. And they got the guy to try it, and he was he was surprised by it. He said like, oh. it was actually quite good. What they made him was a chicken nugget. Oh. The chicken nugget looked a bit weird. On the outside, nuggets. it was great, says the vegan. I mean <laughs> vegan chicken nuggets. On There's the loads of them out there now, and it makes me so happy. <laughs> <laughs> so on the outside, it was breaded, like a normal breadcrumb kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it just looked like a, a fast food chain that we won't say the name of. It's chicken yeah. nuggets. Um <laughs> So the guy took it and he you know, broke it in half and tried it. And he, did, he said the texture was wrong. He admitted straight away. He said the texture's off. He said yeah. it, it doesn't feel like chicken. He said it's too... Um, rubbery? Sorry? Rubbery? No, no. He basically said it wasn't dense enough. Okay. It was Because it was. It was very aerated. It kind of looked like an arrow <laughs> in a weird <laughs> way on the inside. Weird. Um, yeah, if, you've, if you don't know what an arrow is, like a bubbly chocolate yeah. bar thing. But um, yeah, it look, kind of looked like the inside of that. It was sort of, um, it was aerated. Do yeah. you know, actually kind of, no. Do you know a better example of what it looked like? It didn't look like an arrow. It, <laughs> looked, <laughs> it looked like, you know when you get fresh baked bread? Yes. And you break it in half. Yeah, and the yeah, inside yeah. is Tiny very aerated. Holes, it's yeah. loads of holes. Yeah. yeah. It's, well, not a million miles away from a ch- like an arrow. Okay. But that kind of thing, that's what it looked like on the inside. And he said, it tasted a lot like chicken. Yeah. If just didn't feel it didn't match yeah but he said if it was up between this and eating like a vegetarian one this is obviously better yeah um, and then he tried they, they also showed beef like mince mm-hmm. uh, they called it ground beef being yeah. American um, but they like had mince meat and yeah. he said look we can make mince meat no problem like mince beef and he said it, it's fine it's perfect it's actual proper mince beef that's uh, it's incredible but then he went to uh, somewhere in Europe, um, he went and he tried. He actually got a bit of steak. This was one of the. This was the first batch of this they had made, and it was actually like a little lump of steak. If you've ever seen like minute steak where it's quite thin. Um, oh, I do. I know it. Yes, yeah, yes, it's yeah. quite like thin. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, quite yeah. thin piece of steak. Um, it was kind of that sort of thickness and about the size of a credit card. Oh. Um, that was the only because they were they they're, they're still trying. They're a little bit ahead of these American guys in terms mm. of making it actually 
properly feel and look like meat. Okay. Uh, and look like a steak. So this looked like a little sliver of steak. Yeah. And you're, they got like a professional chef, like a really high end chef, to do it up, and he fried the whole thing, and he yeah. put it on the put it on the plate. And your man tried it, and he said it's actually quite good. He said I'm not going to stand here and you know blow smoke and say it's the best steak I've ever had. He said it's yeah. not. Um, he put. He said. It's not the worst steak I've ever had either. He said it actually that isn't was. Steak. It's yeah. a very good steak. <laughs> he said exactly for something that's not yeah. steak, and it, it made me think. And it, he actually goes on to talk about it in the video. It was like, say, countries like Ireland, like we're known for our beef. We're yeah. world renowned for our beef. Yeah. Um, because it is, it's so good. It's all grass fed. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's really, really high end stuff. Yeah. But the Japanese are also really well known. True. Wagyu is like a very, very. It's, it's their like high end, high end beef. Yeah. People have heard of Kobe beef. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Kobe beef is is a type of wagyu. Yeah. It's just that that region. Um, so they want to go and actually get sales from, you know, wagyu cows like those okay. types of cows, and replicate that. And they were kind of saying, look, if we can get it, because right now they're saying they're sort of 70 percent there mm. is is kind of where they where they they feel they are. But they were kind of looking at it as if they can get 60, 70% of the way to a Wagyu steak, <laughs> they're still probably better than most steaks you're going to go into yeah. the supermarket and buy. That's mad. It's incredible. Like, no cow had to die. Exactly. That's the thing. Because I know people, again, I know a lot of people who are maybe vegan, not mm. for ethical reasons, but for just sort of, you know, they have their reasons. This is like, this is why they do it or mm. whatever who are really strict would kind of look at that and go, oh, well, it's still an animal product. Yeah. I was like, yes, it's still an animal product, but no animal has to die. Yeah. And in theory, if you just went to a normal farm, there's a standard farm where they were just kind of, they had cows running around, maybe it's a petting type thing, something yeah. like that. You could go and actually create steaks without ever having to do anything. You literally take a, a cell sample, DNA sample from the cow. That's all you have to do. And realistically, they can take enough DNA from that one cow that they can have just an absolute load of this stuff ready yeah. to go. So nothing has to die, nothing has to suffer. It's completely, realistically, it is as humane as you could ever possibly get while still eating meat. And it, it would mean that it wouldn't that the cows wouldn't have to be mass-produced. Yeah. Like, you wouldn't have to have cows in these awful conditions or anything like that. And then, like, the environmental problems that having, like, an abundance of cows, like, causes, it's... It will be. It will, would be really good if we saw this yep. in the future. Because I mean, you know all those slogans like "Oh, the future is vegan," and it's not true. It's not. <laughs> no, it's not really a, a lie in terms of sustainability. Yeah. Because at this moment in time, our whole environment, our our ecosystem, is not sustainable. Yeah. With the level of meat production that we have, it, with the like. The numbers that we have and yeah we overdo it we we yeah. consume way too much meat even as and i'm i'm a big meat eater i yeah. was talking to you earlier about this like yeah. nothing would convert me away from eating meat because yeah it's it's just for me as i said food to me is an experience and yeah. it's an experience i enjoy yeah um it's i will even fully admit we do we eat way too much meat mm. our consumption is way too high there is way too much wastage exactly as well. there's too much waste and there's so much water needed yeah. to sustain these businesses um so I i'd be all for this yeah it would be like, really good not even from again as i've said i'm not a vegan or a vegetarian <laughs> or even curious about being one but <laughs> if in even new year new sean i would no <laughs> <laughs> yes the slightly less meat maybe tofu um, steak <laughs> but um, <laughs> but for me, if I was in a position where someone was to come up to me and say, "Look, we have this this 
beef substitute. It's it's not even yeah. a substitute. It is basically beef, yeah. as they're they're referring to it as clean meat, because oh. um a lot of meat um providers and stuff have come out and said, look, if you can't, we need a way to be legally distinct here. Yeah. Um, if you call that meat. That could it's damage our business because it's not me. Yeah. And they were like, okay. So Makes sense. in yeah, in a lot of states and stuff. Just even t- take moral stuff, take all of that out of the way. Just yeah. look at this as a business. Yeah, as a it legal absolutely thing, makes sense. Yeah. It would be literally like someone coming out tomorrow and saying, Oh, we're a company, we're gonna make phones, we're gonna call them the iPhone. <laughs> no, you can't do that. It's a it's a large case I though. Yeah, it's, it's an uppercase, yeah. yeah. Large so, case. What am I saying? Uppercase. <laughs> it's a large case. Because I was gonna say a big eye, but then that wouldn't make sense. So then I was gonna say a large eye, but still wouldn't make sense. No, so you're basically saying the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so if someone had someone was able to come up to me and say, Look, this is a really genuinely good alternative mm. I and I, I'd give that a shot like I would be you heard it here fo- you heard it here first folks you heard it here folks first <laughs> you, um, you heard folks here <laughs> well, you, well you haven't got any folk music on the playlist uh, sorry about that um, but yeah no it's, I think that's fantastic I think the fact that you know that this exists is good and if someone came up to me and said look this new brand has come into the shops we mm. guarantee you it tastes like a steak. If you went mm. to your, if you, you've two beside them, this is a real steak. This is one of these, you know, lab grown things. Yeah. It tastes the same. Nutritionally has the same value to it. All the stuff is the same. Yeah. I would absolutely 100% of the time go, okay, I'll try this one because it is in terms of the environment and yeah. in terms of a lot of other things, it is better. I was about to say, I'd love to do a blind taste test, but that would mean that I'd have to eat actual cow and fake cow. And I'm like, oh wait, no. Uh, well, I'd I do it. Yeah, we you can, can. let me know. We taste test and I'll be, the, I'll be the one to sit here and do yeah. it. <laughs> but no, I would. I'd, I genuinely, I see, like, you know, I'm not, as I've said, I am, I'm a meat eater, but I'm not blind to the, the negative effects yeah. of it. You know, That's of course. Um, but it's the same thing of like, we drive cars around and yeah. there's extremely negative yeah. consequences to driving cars around, but everybody does it. You we, know? we turn such a blind eye to so many environmental effects. I'm just like, recycle. Yeah, we do. I'd love an electric car to be honest. Yeah, so would I. Oh, I don't drive, but yeah, so would I. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd drive if I knew I could get one. Yeah, but no, I like that, and I know we've stayed on this one topic for quite a while, but I think yeah. it's a, it's a good one. To and be fair, I, the theme was future, and we are talking about a lot about the future and the environment and the future mm. of food consumption, really. Yeah, and this is it, it's going to be, I think, a big topic. Definitely down the line, because this is kind of like we were talking about kind of more futuristic things like being able to see our dreams but this is very topical at the moment it's more tangible like you can actually you can keep up to date on advancements in food technologies and how bigger companies are trying to reduce Mm. their their carbon footprints and we like because we are very environmentally conscious Mm. well uh, we should be more (laughs) and we're the we as a people are becoming more environmentally conscious and going into the future, you need to be because yeah. I mean, I mean, we're looking at Mars, but, <laughs> yeah, but like, let's let's mind Earth. Let's, let's come see back if here we can, yeah, yeah, let's see if we can try and fix what we've done. Mm. And and I think this thanks industrial this revolution. <laughs> hey, we wouldn't have mo- we wouldn't be doing this show. I so know. Uh, you know, yeah. I, no, no, thanks I industrial mean, revolution. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I think this this whole thing to go back to the to lab grown meat type of thing when you say it for some reason when you say lab grown meat it does sound weird it sounds wrong I'd say it would have to be marketed differently you can't have lab grown meat slapped on the front of it it's like 
because as like as we have the internet and we were able to educate ourselves a little bit more you do become more aware of chemicals yeah. and even in recent years it, particularly with meats and vegetables people are like is, is there pesticides on mm-hmm. these vegetables is there were these cows fed hormones yeah because we've seen the effects of pesticides and um hormones being given to like pesticides on veggies and hormones given to to animals mm-hmm. the severe negative effects it has on our bodies yeah because it's we're not supposed to have these hormones because no. and they do transfer and especially if the animals are eating grass that mm-hmm. has gotten pesticides on it and things like that so we are becoming far more aware we of are, the chemicals yeah. we're putting in our bodies um, so I think lab-grown meat will probably need a catchier name. Yeah, I think <laughs> at the end of the day, anything like that that's kind of human-made, like mm-hmm. that, there's always going to be possibility for issues. Yeah, and skepticism. There's always going to be one company that makes it who decides, oh, if we sneakily put this in it, it will make bigger steaks and yeah. they'll be juicier. Okay, it might kill people down <laughs> yeah. the line, but look, it'd be grand. Oh, it's a carcinogen. <laughs> yeah, like that kind of stuff's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, I think it, it, you have to accept that those types of things happen because companies try to make money how they can. Yeah. But realistically, I think one of the great things about this idea of um, lab-grown meats is it addresses an issue that I think people overlook when it mm. comes to, like, I've, uh, as you said, this whole, you know, the future is vegan thing. I've seen people mm. wearing these T-shirts and everything. Yeah. Um, you know, t- it's a big thing. And I think realistically, one thing that is, is missing, and, uh, like, we have, we've interviewed people on um, D15 Today who've been on to talk about vegan food and stuff mm. like that. And you hear them talking about it, and I love to listen to people talk about that kind of stuff. And one thing, again, that they constantly, it, it kind of brushes over is the, you know, um, it's fine. You can still like eat a lot of the stuff you want. You can still like yeah. enjoy all this stuff. But no, because I enjoy eating what I eat. You yeah. know, and it, it do, a lot of these solutions for I'll go vegan. It's fine. There's still really tasty food. There's still this. There's still that. Yeah, there is still really tasty food, but not the really tasty food I want to eat. Yeah. And it's it's almost like kind of saying you know okay you can't drive your car anymore, but you can still get around. There's still loads of ways to get around. Yeah, but the car is more convenient at the minute. <laughs> or like, you know, you can't use Windows anymore. But you can still use computers, but I haven't got a clue how to use Mac. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's not really a solution in the sense that, okay, yes, there is other things that you can eat. You could change to a vegan diet and there's other things you could eat. But the whole thing that's of the true, thing but I can't eat steak. I can't eat proper chicken. This addresses that, I think. Thank you for joining us here on the best of season one of Genius Hack part two. Uh, we aim to be back to normal now next week season two starting soon with some really really strong topics so stick around and we'll see you guys next week bye bye